Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and of the Son, the and of the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for giving us this day. I thank you for all that you have done for us. I thank you for all that you have given us. I thank you for always forgiving us. I thank you for being there for us. I thank you for lifting us up again and again and again. Thank you for all the things that I always forget to thank you for. Thank you above all for dying for us so that we may have eternal life with you forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name Amen. of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Son, Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Really excited today to have just an angel on the show, Miss Mary Ozine. Welcome to the show, Miss Mary. Well, thank you, Todd, and I'm glad to be here. All right, and our co-host today will be a newcomer to the show, Miss Nicole Olivier. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you, Todd. Good morning to everyone. Okay, Miss Mary, tell us about yourself. I'm Mary Ozan. I am a person of God. I love God. And I have so much things to say about being in Jesus. Well, first of all, I'm going to say that my parents was very good Christians for me. And my mom was... a. a a Christian, my daddy was a Christian, and my daddy had no education, and my mom was a fifth grade educator. But they had God in their life for us. We was 13 children, two children died early, and we was raised with 11 kids. And my parents always taught us that God was everything to us. Mm. And without him, we are nothing. Yep. And with me, I was a little bully, <laughs> I can't believe. <laughs> so I went to church one Sunday, and it was uh, Corpus Christi, but I didn't know what Corpus Christi was. And Father Tenstead, our pastor, who I was living in Grand Coteau, Louisiana, was born in Grand Coteau, and he talked about Jesus. And I got angry in church because what he said about Jesus. He said Jesus was 33 years old when he died, and he lived in the tabernacle. Well, I didn't know what a tabernacle was in the first place. So I couldn't, I went home and I was angry. And I couldn't do what I wanted to do. My mom said, what's wrong? I said, nothing. She said, well, you're not eating? I said, yeah. She said, I went to bed early. She said, why are you going to bed early? I said, because I got to go to school tomorrow and I want to get up early so I can get on the bus. So at 10 o'clock recess, 10.30 recess, we had a recess at school. And so when the bell rang, everybody shot out to the door. I shot out to Father's office, and I knocked on the door. He said, hi, little girl. I said, hi, Father. He said, what you need? I said, I need to talk to you. He said, about what? I said, about yesterday. He said, what about yesterday? I said, yesterday you lied. He said, oh. He said, come in. So he took me in, the, in his office. He said, put me a chair, and he sat down, and he caught me by the hands. He said, now talk to me. He said, what, what did I lie about? I said, you lied about Jesus. He said, what I lied about Jesus for? I said, you said he lived in that little thing. What little thing? I said, behind that big old shelf. I said, and they had a little thing behind there, and you said that's where he was living. He said, come on. Let's go to church. And he took me to church. He said, now, okay, show me what you're talking about. I pointed to the thing. He said, oh, that's the tabernacle. I said, the what? And I could not repeat it. Uh -huh. 
So he left. He said, okay. He said, Jesus lived there. He said, anytime you want to come to church, even if there's no mass, you can come in church and you can talk to Jesus. I said, okay. But I said, why? He said, well, let me open up that. And he opened up the tabernacle, and he took out the ciborium, and he showed the Eucharist to me, that, and he explained the Eucharist to me that Jesus lived in that Eucharist. I said, ah. Oh. He said, yes. <laughs> so uh, he said, well, why did, you, why did you say that? I said, because my daddy was, you said Jesus was 33. My daddy is 33. He could not get in that, that little box. <laughs> and he left just like you did. And so he said, oh, my God. He said, you, so you listen to when I'm talking in church? I said, I sure do. I said, I'll try to hear everything you say. So after that, I stayed with every, every 1030 recess. I went to, to Father, and I learned so much about it, wow. about Jesus. And I loved Jesus from that day on. That's so beautiful. Yes, indeed. Okay, so y'all may know, some of our, our listeners may know, her, her uh, late husband, Mr. Anthony Ozine. Uh, was a deacon here in Lafayette, right? Right. And, uh, and so tell us how y'all met. Deacon Ozan and I met. We, we, I was from Grand Couture, both of us. Okay. And I used to watch him when he would come to school, but I didn't know why. I wasn't interested in him in the first place <laughs> at that time. <laughs> but later on in the life, you know, he, was, he, he came to my house and he asked me if he was going to Novena. He said, I'm going to Novena. Would you like to come with me? I said, of course. You know, I like to go to church. So he said, well, I'm going to go and take my bath, and I'll be back. He said, and I'll pick you up. So he came back, and he picked me up. You know, in the time, but when he came, but that time when he came, I had wrecked, uh, somebody had ran in the back of my car and wrecked my car. So when we got to church, I was praying for my car to get a new car, a good car, because the, my car was wrecked. Mm-hmm. And he was praying to the Blessed Mother, and they said, Blessed Mother, could she be my wife? Would you let her be my wife? Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that at the time. So we went to the villa, I, you know, the Jesuits, I was working with the Jesuits, and so the Jesuits had a villa, so we went walk to the villa. And he said, uh, thank you, Mary. I said, thank you, Mary, did you think of me? He said, no, the Blessed Mother. Uh-huh. I said, well, oh, I said, that's a nice thing in the Blessed Mother. He said, I asked the Blessed Mother, would you be my wife one day? Oh my, wow. I didn't say anything, I couldn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, to all the guys out there listening to that, that's that's how you do it. <laughs> yes, indeed. And what what happened? I fell in love with him because he was I'm a, in love with him <laughs> because he was a man of integrity, a man, a holy man. All the time that I know, I remember when he went to the seminary to become a priest. Wow. Yes, and he left, and he, I forgot about him, and then he came back, and that's when he met with me again. But I was always friends with his family. Mm-hmm. He had a beautiful family that I loved. And so that's where he came. And then we just went on to, and then we got married. That's beautiful. Yes. All right, Nicole, jump on in on the show. You here with us? I am here with us. Uh, Miss Mary came in last week um, and, and approached me. Um, <laughs> we always converse. We always visit with one another. But it was different um, last week. Um, she just... We, we engaged in conversation and she just immediately started telling me about a, an experience she had where she had been ill years ago and, and had a surgery and she met Jesus and I, I was she fascinated was touched, by it. Yeah. Touched, yeah. Yes. Tell us about it. Yes, in 2001, I had brain surgery. I had a beautiful time, you know, in that area, but I'm going to say this. I had so much headaches 
And I met this woman, a wonderful lady called Pam Dora, Dr. Pam Dora. Oh, I know her very well. <laughs> holy cow, this is the Holy Spirit story. Pam, so. Pam was my, my, my uh, radiologist, and she found my brain tumor. You're kidding me. Yes, she's the one yeah, who was duck hunting with her son like three days ago. Yes. So. <laughs> it was with Andrew. Yeah. Father Andrew. Schumacher. All her children are my, my, my nephews. That's amazing. Yes, indeed. They are my nephews. She's my sister. And I love her very much. Not to stop you, I want to hear this story, but Pam, Miss Pam and I, Dr. Pam, we met on a mission trip. Together. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. Yes, indeed. And um, so um, she's the one who. Uh, Give me the uh, told my husband to send me into her, and she was going to do the uh, uh, for the find out what, the, uh, what what happened to mm-hmm. my brain, you know. And she uh, <coughs> was very good to me, and she took my uh, vitals and everything, and she uh, told me she said you have to uh, do I'm gonna do a, a, a test on you, and uh, but it was the, uh, she had because she had rinse some dye to find out what was wrong with my mm-hmm. with my head. And she found the tumor, and I walked out of there. And she, oh, I went because I finished. And so she, she was crying, and I said, "Why are you crying?" I said, "Was something happened to the boys?" Because I'm f- very close with her son. Right. And she said, "No." She said, "I'm going to shoot some dye and go back in." So I went back, and then she called my husband to tell to ask him what should she tell me if she should tell me what happened that she found the tumor, you know. And he said, yeah, because she's going to ask you anyway, because I would. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, she, she, you know, she um, took, took care of all of this. And then she called Dr. Bernasini, Thomas Bernasini. And he said, well, he said, you know, my, me and my family is going on vacation tomorrow. So she said, you got to do this. This is my friend. She said, you got to help her. So he put off the vacation for me. Wow. And so he said, send her to my office Wednesday. So I went to the office on Wednesday. And Dr. Bernicini talked to me. My, I brought my husband with me. He came with me. And he was telling my husband, uh, after he has looked at the uh, prognosis and stuff, he said, it's don't look good. 95% chance she would not make it. And if she did, she would not know herself or uh, you. So you, it would you know, be that you would have 24-hour care or put in a nursing home. And my husband, and, uh, he had called my husband and children in. So um, I said, I said, why are y'all crying? They said, can't do yeah. I said, don't cry. I said, I give it to God. Let God take care of it. I said, let God be, the, uh, not my will, but let God's will be done. And so I couldn't go home that day. I had to go because I had blood clots, and I had to put up, step up the, uh, things in my head to keep the blood clots from going to my brain. And I had to stay in ICU until it was time for my surgery. And I had surgery. I died. And I was in, uh, I was in the room with a doctor that was there uh, taking care of me. And Jesus came. He said, Mary, don't be afraid. I am Jesus. My eyes opened. I saw him. He was dressed in green and, and white. And he put his hands on my suture on the side of my head where I had surgery. And he looked at me, and he left. And the doctor was crying. I said, oh, did you see him too? He said, no. He said, I heard you talking to him. And he said, I felt his presence. 
And he said, I, and he just started crying again. And when I had to go back, I had the, a few days after that, I had, uh, after I went home, I had uh, uh, water on my brain. It's my, my head had swollen so big. So I had to go back and take the fluid off my brain. And the doctor had, the, that same doctor who was in, uh, uh, with me, he had the one to be take, taking the fluid off my brain. He started crying again. He said, I'm so glad to see you, but I'm so sorry I gotta do this. I said, well, that's okay. So he called in the nurses. He said, this is the lady that Jesus appeared to. Mm -hmm. This is the lady that she talked to. Yes. Wow. And I saw Jesus. How old were you at this time? At that time, I, let's see. It was in 2006, 2001. I was about, I'm going to just put it about 40, 30, some eight. Okay. But I couldn't remember my age at that time. Yeah. But um, that day, I was so happy to see him. I had never seen Jesus in my life. And everybody wanted to know what color he is. Jesus has no color. He's transparent. Mm. Wow. And then this lady, her name is um, Ruby Randall. She came to my house to bring me some orange juice and a card. So I took the card and I put it on my leg and I told her my story. She said, uh, but you know, she said, just, 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 keep the, just, keep, just, just, just keep it going. Just, just keep the faith, just keep the faith. So I said, Miss Ruby, I said, I will. She said, okay. So by the way, I went to Miss uh, Ruby. We had a, 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 been a banquet for Father's um, at the uh, petroleum club, Father Obispan, he was leaving to go to, uh, uh, to Houston. And so my husband is related to Father Obispan. And he said, we're gonna go and you can't be in the crowd, so we're gonna just stay in a little bit. So I went, so we came back home. And so, you know, uh, Miss uh, Ruby, I asked Miss Ruby, I said, Miss Ruby, I said, why you give me that card? She said, baby, she said, we give cards to all those who are ill to uh, prep them up, to enjoy, to get, you know, get them back together. I said, okay. I said, uh, and I handed the card. She said, when I pick up that card, it said, get well. But the card said, thank you. And on that card, it was Jesus himself dressed in green and white. Oh. And she almost fainted. Mm. And the first person I really talked to was Father Peter Emus. He's leaving Franklin right now. And he was the first one I talked to because I didn't know him and I wanted to talk to somebody that, that didn't know me. Mm -hmm. And he said, baby, he said, you died. God sent you back on a mission. There's another priest who came who was friends of ours. And he came to visit me before he would uh, bring his friend from Indonesia to the airport here in Lafayette. He wanted to see me before I would go to bed. And so I didn't talk to the priest that know me. I talked to the priest that didn't know me. And he was from Indonesia. And I told him the same thing with Father Peter. He said, ma'am, you died. Jesus sent you back on a mission. I said, oh, so you, so you know Father Peter? He said, no, I do not. He said, where he from? <laughs> I said, he's from West Africa. I do not know any Africans. I said, okay. So the Sunday, Father James, our pastor, came to visit me to see how I was doing. And I told him what had happened with me. I saw Jesus, and he started crying. He said, Mary Frances, Jesus send you on a mission. Wow. You died. Jesus sent you on a mission. I said, okay. And there was that. Hmm. 
And I think part of that mission was being here today. I'll tell you, I'm so uh, just uh, blessed to hear this testimony. Uh, you're such an angel, and I love hearing it. And so uh, I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Today's guest is Miss Mary Ozine. She is a parishioner at Immaculate Heart of Mary Church in Lafayette, done a lot of great things for our Catholic community, and she started it all back in Curcio with my mom, Marcel Citron. Right. And I want to hear a little bit about that for selfish reasons. Tell me a little bit about how Curcio was. Curcio was wonderful. At first, when I got there, it was, all, what am I going to do here? <laughs> Why well, I got to sit here all this time? Because <laughs> you know, you had to fix the beds and all this stuff. And, you know. and then when I got into the Curcio, I felt just at ease. Peace. And, you know, I didn't see Jesus or anything like that. But I always wanted to feel the presence of him. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I was there. And everything that I said, I've done. I cried most of the time. Mm-hmm. Because when you get to a person like Jesus, it is awesome. And the tears just come. Mm. And what I heard from, from the Everything that I heard in, through the Casilla was all about Jesus. And when I went home after the Casilla, my husband and I and the children was praying. To, we had just two boys at that time, Tony and, and Chris. And we was praying, and Tony had given me a beautiful picture of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Immaculate Heart of Mary, yeah. and I put it on, over on my side of the bed. And we was kneeled down praying, and those flowers sent came to our house, but I didn't say anything. So we kept on praying, and then Mary started smiling on that picture. Wow. And I start, tears started coming, but I didn't know why. <laughs> so, long story short, we took our showers and we got in the bed, and we, we, it could have said like one, two, three, and we just turned over and looked at each other. Did you see Mary smiling on that picture? Yes. Wow. Yeah, so let me tell you what led me to Chrissia. Just over time, but, you know, I grew up in Prairie Run with Mom, and she spoke at, about at, at her Chrissia that uh, when they would expose Jesus in the in the monstrous in the Eucharist, that, that a lot of the ladies would see Jesus mm-hmm. walking towards them, like you could see his face and his crown of thorns. And I always had that memory of Mom telling me that, and I mm-hmm. like oh, my mother must be crazy. You know, I was mm-hmm. like, uh, where is that coming mm-hmm. from? And I said, don't tell anybody that story, Mom. And so years later, when I decided to make Chrissia, um, I, I that's something that was always in my mind, and I wanted to see for myself. And I'll just say that in my holy hour there, I, I, I cried like a baby the first night. But um, I didn't see that. But I, I saw something even more supernatural uh, th- than that. But that's that's Chrissia, right? I mean, Right, he's, because he's there. Yeah. Yes, indeed. And then I came back for Chrissia, an angel for the Chrissia. And that's where it really got to me. Wow. Yes, because we was kneeling down in front of the, the, uh, the altar, mm-hmm. and he was there. Yeah. You know, um, there's a lot of secrecy about Curcio. And uh, Nicole, you ha- haven't made Curcio yet. I haven't yet, made right? it okay. yet. We're just whetting your appetite there. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, a lot of people are afraid, uh, you know, to make Curcio. But there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. And it, it is a wonderful, life-lasting, beautiful conversion moment for me, you know, no doubt. So, Miss Mary, tell us about your children. I know one of them very well. Uh, a great <laughs> guy, uh, works at the dealership. But, um, and I understand you have a couple of adopted children. Yeah, uh, yes, indeed. Okay. First of all, I have Chris. Uh, but, but let me start off first. 
gonna, I'm gonna tell you the last one. Okay. The first one last, and the last one first. Of Chris was that's biblical. Yes, Chris, <laughs> Chris was our oldest. That we, you know what we what we what we um, um, took care of. You know, okay. that, but our son that we had, and he wasn't our first son. He was our second son, and um, he Chris used to cry at three years old, cry in church, and it's got to my nerves. Because every time we tell him, we we we, had to go to, we would go to church every day. And, you know, every time the father would put up the Eucharist, he would cry. And so one Sunday, I said, no, it's enough. I took him out of church. I said, what is wrong with you? He said, Mama, he said, every time father put up that white thing, Jesus cried blood in the cup. Oh. I almost fainted. And I said, okay, let's go back in church. And when we got in the car, I said, tell your daddy what happened. And he did. And then we took him, to, you know, we, we didn't just do that. We took him to the, one of the Jesuits that we knew. It was a psychologist. He said he's having an intimacy with Christ. And he saw Jesus crying that blood. And years after that, Chris had got married, and his dad was looking for some information for RCI booklet, for a, a page to uh, put a cover on his book. And he found the picture of Jesus Christ crying blood in the cup. And Tony, this work here, <laughs> Tony was three, three years old, three or four, and a bottle rocket went through his eye on Christmas Day. And it, you know, the, Tony didn't cry. He said, ashes went in my eye. And we went on, because we was at my mom uh, at home, and so we went home, Tony started playing with his toys, and he went to bed. And the next morning, his eye was so big, we had to run to the, get, get him up and take him to the hospital. The doctors was angry with us. Why y'all didn't bring him last? Well, he wasn't doing anything. Nothing was going on with him. And he had a bottle rocket. He went straight through his uh, arm, took out his retina. Mm-hmm. And I went to, long story short, I was there to take, uh, they said was going to do a, uh, take the eye and put a crystal in it. So they took him out for surgery. I went to the chapel. To, to the chapel to pray for him. And there was a book on Charlene Richard. And I took the book out of, out of the thing and I went to, uh, up to the room. And the, this nun came in to give me communion. She said, oh, you're reading Charlene Richard. I said, there's a book I found in the chapel, but I'm gonna put it back. I just want to see what was in it. She said, that's okay, that's mine. Yes. And she said, well, you know, this is Charlene Richard's room. Oh my, oh my. no way. Yes, indeed, I'm very serious. I'm very serious. So, Dr. Um, um, what's his name? Dr. Um, it's going to come to me. But the doctor that was with him, he took him to a surgery, and they brought him back. I said, oh, I said, you're finished already? He said, we didn't have to take the eye out. He don't need a crystal. Wow. Yes, wow. indeed. So he was able to keep his eye Yes. Yeah. And so... Um, um, he, uh, so he said, let me tell you something. He said, you're going to bring him to my office. And every time I brought him to the office, the doctor, would, if I would bring, we'd bring him to the office, he would meet us at the door and take him out of our hands. He said, so um, long story short, he, um, so after all this happened, he sent him home. So days and days and weeks and weeks, I called the office. I said, y'all didn't send me a bill. So the, the, the uh, person, the receptionist that answered the phone, she said, oh, he want to talk to you, Miss Ozan. I said, okay. So he came to the, to the uh, phone, 
He said, Mrs. Ozan, he said, if y'all want the money, he said, y'all, I've signed the papers for the insurance and y'all can have the money. But this little boy have done so much for me. He said, I don't want it. I said, we don't want it either. All right. And how did you come to adopt children? We got one more boy, right? Yes. Okay. But uh, I'm going to go with the girls first. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, uh, I said, they have too many guys in this house. (laughs) I said, no girls in here, just me. So I wanted my daughter. So we adopted my second daughter. My first daughter was Jennifer. She's 30-some years old now. And my baby daughter is Jacinta, and she's the baby. And the the, ba- the oldest son, we had him before we got married. And then this past June, I got my son back. On Father's Day, didn't you say? Yes, indeed, Father's, Father's Day. Day. But, but so, I said, you know, God, I said, you said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Mm-hmm. And I told that to my son. He said, Mama, he said, yes, indeed. He said, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And he's here, and I've got him back. And what a beautiful family we have now. So, so to be, I understand what you're saying, but so, so y'all had given him up for adoption? We had given him up okay. for adoption because right. we could not take care of him. We I didn't see. have the money, and we didn't have a place to, and we, the, the, Tony and I was the only one who knew this. I see. And we didn't want to tell our children because we didn't want to hurt them, the yeah. ones that we had. Uh-huh. And then... How did he find his way back? He found his way back because his wife helped him to find me. Okay. Find, he, uh, find, uh, he was looking for he, me and his daddy, but he didn't know his dad had died. Mm. And then he finally came, you know. He, he, got up, um, he got attorneys to help him to find me. Wow. Yes, indeed. And then he came to see me. And he was living here in Lafayette? He was, no, he lived in um, Alexandria. Oh, okay. Yes, indeed. Mm. And before, the day before, I got to see him. I was in my bed reading the novena to infant child Jesus. And I smelled cologne. I said, I know good and well. I'm the only one in this apartment, and there's no man in my house. Where is this cologne coming from? And it went away. And then it came back. And I, I saw saying my novena back with Jesus. And it came back. I smelled it again. I said, Jesus, is that you or Tony? And it, so when my, my son came back, the, came the next day, and I told him about what had happened. He said, Mommy, Daddy just came to tell you that I was on my way. Mm. Wow. Were you expecting him? Was it arranged or he just showed no, up? No, I knew he was going to be coming. Yeah, they had told me that he, they had found him, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just really just a minute left on the show less than uh, uh, tell us <clears throat> it, God says you to come back for a mission what is that mission you, you feel like the mission that I have it took me a while to, to find out the mission but what I what I found out that he wanted me to tell everybody about who he was and what had happened and, I, and this is not the only time I see Jesus I went to um, Las Vegas to my daughter I stayed a month and he came to me three times he always called me by my name, Mary. So I got on the phone. I said, Father James. I said, Jesus came here three times. He said, Mary Francis, did I tell you Jesus not finished with you yet? <laughs> <laughs> and look, 
Jesus don't always go to Las Vegas. No, he didn't. I, I've been there before. So. I wish we had more time, Miss Mary. You've been such a blessing to our family and uh, to Nicole and I. And thank Nicole for Absolutely. finding you and bringing you to us. And uh, thank you for what you do. Look, we love you so much. And um, that's what I do now. I work with the, the people. I work at Cypress Trail, and it's, it's for the elderly. And that's what I do. I go around. I give them statues, pictures, Beautiful. talk to them about Jesus and what he done. Well, you uh, just want to remind our listeners, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show with Miss Mary Ozan, and she's just a, a soldier for Christ and a, a blessing to all of Acadiana. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much. All right. For Until next me. time, uh, uh, engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless.